This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, my name is Brent, your host of the LJS Podcast. And today for episode 23, I'm going to be going over some gig etiquette 101, how to act professional on a gig. This is super important, and I'm going to go into detail about why talking about this is important in a second. But before we get started, I just want to say that all the music on today's podcast episode is by Nathaniel Schroeder. If you like this music, you can go to his SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash Dr. Schroeder. That's D-R-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. And you can check out his music there. And also, one more thing before we dive into today's show. If you get value out of this podcast, consider adding value back this podcast. It's 100% funded by listeners like you. You help us produce this podcast week after week. And for supporting us, we also have some really great rewards. So if you're interested Click on the support button if you're on the website right now or go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support and help us out there. We greatly appreciate it. Okay, so why is it important to talk about gig etiquette today? Uh, Let me just say that throughout my gigging career thus far, I have seen some of the worst behavior on gigs You know that resulted in me losing gigs that I was on or or the person that was running the gig losing the gig. I'm talking about showing up late, not dressing properly, uh, being too profane, drinking too much. I mean, I could go on, the list goes on forever. But it's really important that we talk about this because how you act on a gig can really solidify whether you actually keep that gig, stay hired, or, or you don't. And it can also prevent a lot of issues from coming up between your bandmates. So I think it's important that musicians realize that they're, they're part of a business. You're, you're, you're part of a professional business, and the way you present yourself uh, is, is really just as important as any other job. And I know that the musician's workspace is oftentimes bars and parties and restaurants and you know, festive events that might lend yourself to think that, uh, I, this isn't really a professional environment, but it really is. If you're, if you're serious about being a musician, if you're serious about, um, you know, keeping the reputation of musicians in general, you will consider yourself a professional. You will behave professionally. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about this gig etiquette and, and just share with you some things that I've learned about gig etiquette, how to stay hired, how to get more gigs and, and in general, just how to have a successful gig, how to have a smooth going gig, a good day in the office, as it were. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to dive into some great tips for gig etiquette. So when I think about gig etiquette, some of the first things that I'm thinking about 
are things that happen before the gig even starts, sometimes even long before the gig even starts. You don't want to walk into a gig not knowing what is expected of you. So this first big tip I want to give you is to define the job. Define the job. Make sure you understand the job that is in front of you, this gig that you are going to play. So one of the first things um, that has to do with that is very simple. It's just the basic agreement of the price for your services. Um, Now, that might seem obvious, but to be honest with you, I've had some guys call me before for gigs and say, hey, can you make this date uh, and and play this gig? It's three hours. I'm like, yeah, sure. How much does it pay? Um, Well, yeah, I'll have to check on you. I know it pays. So, And it's like, well, (laughs) how can I accept a gig? I don't even know what the pay is. Um, And I've literally... You know, especially in the earlier days of my career, I literally did play gigs and I didn't actually know how much I was getting paid. Um, Usually they were last minute things and I just rushed to the gig. Um, And then to find out that the band leader didn't even really know. And so then there was just kind of some confusion or there was confusion about, you know, how much money each individual is getting versus how much money the whole band was getting. So, you know, having these details straightened out very clearly is super important. Make sure that whoever is hiring you, whether it's a restaurant owner or a club owner or whatever it may be, that you work out very specifically what the price is for your services, how much you'll be getting paid for your services at the end of the gig, uh, when you will be getting paid. That's also very important. I've I've had some situations come up where I was expecting to get paid immediately after the gig and it turns out that that wasn't their idea. And so then that creates a level of complication. So you want to make sure you have these details ironed out. If it's a large sum of money, you might want to consider having a contract signed up. I uh, Most often for small dollar gigs, which I would say $50 to uh, $100, maybe a couple hundred dollars. I don't always have contracts signed. It just depends on the situation. But if it's a a high dollar gig, you know, I've, I've played conferences before, uh, I've played more high high caliber parties before where there's a lot of money involved and usually for those I had contracts signed. So you want to make sure you're on top of these things, make sure you have all your ducks in a row and that's kind of a great way to just establish some professional relationship right then and there. Now another thing that you want to understand is what kind of an event is it? In other words, what kind of dress code should I have for that event? So, you know, should is this casual? Should I just show up in a jeans and t-shirt? Or is this something that I should be dressing up fairly nicely for? Now, I would say the default is you should always, you know, dress appropriately. Don't dress up in ratty clothes. Um, but it's important to know that, you know, what what is expected of you? Is it formal attire? Is it business casual? Is it casual? You know, what, what is expected of you from the person that is hiring you? And I've, I remember one time I had a gig and it was, um, it was at a, I think it was a a real, uh, it was actually at an apartment complex and they were doing a showing and they wanted a live band to be playing for the showing of this apartment complex. So it was actually a formal event. You know, there was catering, people were dressed very nicely and no one ever told us what the attire was, but everybody in the band showed up uh, dressed pretty nicely. And it happened to be the band leader who actually hired the rest of the band showed up in a jeans and t-shirt. And uh, I tell you what, we never heard back from that company ever again because it was just inappropriate. You know, he, I don't know if he wasn't thinking about it or what the deal was, but he clearly wasn't, wasn't 
first of all, abiding by the rule that you should always kind of try to look good at a gig, but but also he didn't ask specifically how he should dress, so he just made an assumption. And that can be very uh, damaging if you don't know that. Now, other things to consider are, is their food going to be provided for the musicians? This is especially important if you're playing at uh, a restaurant or a bar or, or even at a private party. Will the musicians get to partake in the food? You uh, want to make sure that if it, if it was a party that the catering was keeping you in mind. You don't want your musicians to end up ordering food and then find out that they actually have to pay for that food. Um, and, and if you want there to be food included into the price of your services, you have to make sure to negotiate that. You don't just assume anything. Um, I also know that it can be awkward sometimes. You know, a lot of musicians assume if they're at a bar or a restaurant or a club that they're going to get at least two free drinks. That just seems to be kind of a standard thing or at least one free drink. And so they order drinks at the bar and then they try to take off after the gig and the bartender comes you know, running after them saying, hey, you're trying to bail on your tab. And then it's really awkward because, you know, there wasn't actually drinks involved into the deal. So you want to ask those questions too. How much am I getting paid? What should I wear? Is there food and drinks involved? Iron out those small details. Those are incredibly important to having a successful relationship with you and the employer. All right, the next one I want to talk about is being punctual, being on time. And obviously, being on time for, for any job is important. It doesn't matter what kind of a job it is. Being on time is kind of one of those core things that you just need to be able to do. Otherwise, you're going to be creating a bad relationship with your employer and your fellow coworkers. So it's important to be on time. But I find that musicians have a hard time with this. And, I, you know, I, I hate that I have to be saying this, but the truth is, I've found over and over and over again that musicians just don't really take this seriously and and it's it's really a problem and I've had many musicians show up late for gigs that that I was the band leader of and regardless of how good of a musician they were it honestly deterred me from ever hiring them again I mean and sometimes I gave them some second or third chances but uh, sometimes I just never gave them a chance ever again just because you know, being a great player, it's part of it. But the other part of it is just being professional. I mean, if I can't trust you, then it's going to be a problem. Um, I've also had musicians that I've hired show up right at the nick of time, like right before the downbeat, you know, rush in just enough time to get their instrument set up and ready and then boom, start playing. And that's also not acceptable. Um, it creates stress for the employer. Um, they are starting to wonder and ask, hey, where's that guy? I thought he's going to be here. And they start getting stressed out. So now they're associating your services with stress. Oh, okay. The people that he has hired um, are not on top of it. And of course, if you're the person being late, well, you're making the the band leader look bad and, and you're stressing out the employer. Um, and it also just stresses you out if you're, if you're the one being late. I mean, it's a stressful thing. You, you want to be able to get in there comfortably. So you're basically making everybody look bad if you're showing up late and it's going to deter your chances of ever get getting hired again. It's a big problem. So you don't want to show up uh, in the nick of time or even with 10 minutes to spare. I think that's also not necessarily usually the best thing. You know, I really think that 
the appropriate amount of time to show up before downbeat, before the gig starts, is somewhere in the 30 to 25 minute range. I would say that's a very comfortable time to be early, to be arriving at the venue that you're going to be playing at. This gives you plenty of time to set up. It gives the band plenty of time to communicate about anything they they need to communicate with. It makes the 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 venue owner or the employer, whoever hired you, feel comfortable. It makes the band leader feel comfortable, and you're basically starting the gig. You're starting the job off on the right foot. So be punctual, and and like I just basically suggested, don't just be punctual as in show up right on the dot. Show up with lots of time to spare so that everybody's feeling comfortable. And it's really an important thing to consider. Okay, another thing I want to mention that is um, abused quite a bit by musicians, I've noticed throughout my career thus far of playing uh, live performances, is breaks. Musicians tend to abuse break times quite a bit. Um, you know, a lot of times I've I've played with musicians that... that they're just a little too relaxed about it, I guess I was the best way to describe it. They'll allow a break to go on for much longer than it should. Um, and, and you all look over at the person who's been hiring us and they're looking at their watch. What time are they going to get back on? I thought we we're paying these guys to play from X and X in time. And and that's just really important um, to to not overdo your break. And I would say, you know, kind of the pretty typical break would be 15 minutes. That's kind of usually the appropriate, acceptable time to take a break. Um, sometimes the employer re- will request 10 minutes, and that's kind of pushing it a little bit, I think, for the amount of a, mu- a musician should have for, to take a break. But 15 minutes is kind of the standard. And that's also another thing to work ahead of time before the gig actually starts with the employer. Um, I always do that. I always say, all right, we're going to be playing from this time to this time to this time, and we're taking this long of breaks in between, just so that there's clarity. You know, there's no question. Oh, why are they, why are they not getting back on yet? Well, they had a 15 minute break, so I always establish that ahead of time, and I really try to stay pretty close to that amount of time. And um, you know, musicians tend to be pretty relaxed, chilled out people, and you know, they don't want to necessarily worry about this, or uh, you know, they didn't. But I, you know, sometimes it's important to. <laughs> To really take it seriously, to really be punctual in in your break times, not not taking advantage of those breaks. So you know, for example, for a three hour gig, I would think about it as doing an hour set, then taking a fifteen minute break, then doing a forty five minute set, then taking a fifteen minute break, and then finishing off with one last forty five minute set. And just establishing that ahead of time again is really important to creating a comfortable, good relationship with the employer. So don't abuse your breaks. Try to stay in that 15-minute time. Don't abuse them. It's going to cause trouble for everybody. All right, here's a good one to talk about, and I don't mean to be a buzzkill, pun intended, is handle your liquor. You got to handle your liquor. You can't drink too much on the gig. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't mean to kill the party here. You know, I know that, again, musicians tend to play in bars at parties, all these things, and they usually get drinks. And, you know, even in some cases, they'll get unlimited drinks, depends on the venue. Um, And so it could be tempting, you know, because musicians tend to have a wilder side to them. At least that's been my experience with musicians and personalities. 
is to drink as much as you want, but the problem with that is if you drink too much, you're not going to play that well. And depending on your personality, you might act a little belligerent. And the person who's hiring you will notice. And so will your bandmates. And it just becomes a drag for everybody. So there's nothing wrong with having some drinks on the gig. I have no problem with that. I enjoy uh, having some drinks while I play myself. Um, And yes, it is kind of an acceptable thing in the musician's workplace, uh, drinking on the job. I mean, that's just something that it's... It's not looked down upon in any means, and it's um, kind of a normal thing. And so there's nothing wrong with it, but you should be mindful of how much you're drinking. You know, I've, <laughs> I have a story, and I'm not going to name the city, the people, or, or any of the details, but I was playing a gig in a city um, with some musicians I hadn't played with before, and I remember it, it was actually a lot. It was a fun gig. It was a really fun gig. Uh, and, and for some reason, even though it was a jazz gig, gig, people were acting like it was a rock show. People were like yelling and screaming and cheering. Um, it was kind of a rowdy bar. Um, but at one point in the gig, I looked back at the bass player and he was half passed out, leaning against the wall, mindlessly plucking at his strings. (laughs) And that's when, you know, okay, that kind of, you know, kind of ruined the music there. Uh, Maybe you should have uh, stopped about 10 drinks before. So, you know, handle your liquor. I mean, it's just just drink responsibly. I hate to be, you know, that guy. But sorry, you just got to drink, you know, watch how much you drink. Don't drink too much. It's okay to have some drinks, but don't overdo it. Don't make it seem uh, unprofessional. You know, you can still be professional um, and have a few drinks on the job on the gig. So, yeah, just just don't don't abuse it. That's all. Just don't abuse it. Um, it could ruin the situation. Yes, it, it could definitely end up landing you not getting hired again. I've I've seen some situations before uh, that were not pretty. So just mind your mind your liquor, handle your liquor. Don't drink too much on the gig. Okay, now the kind of the last uh, little gig etiquette tip I want to give you is know your audience. So know what kind of gig you are playing and I talked about that a little bit with the dress code thing you know to dress appropriately Uh, but going even further than that you know be mindful of what the event is for example if you're playing um, you know a dinner reception um, you are not the star of the show you are background music and uh, you should probably watch how loud your volume is Uh, depending on how big or small the room is you should watch how loud your volume is Uh, Maybe in that situation, it would be inappropriate to start playing avant-garde free jazz. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You have to kind of, you know, know what your job like is expected of you. What kind of music should you be playing? You know, what volume should you be playing at? What's appropriate? What's not? Is it uh, a really loud festive party? Oh, you can probably play a little louder. You can probably take a little more liberties with what you're playing. Um is it a gig where you were actually the performance, like a club date gig where people actually go just to watch you play music? Well, then, of course, you have creative creative freedom and you can you know, express yourself however you want. Volume is probably not so much an issue. And, you know, it's more appropriate to do that. But if you're playing a gig that should be a little bit quieter, more somber, maybe even, or, you know, just background music, you should watch that right there. You know, I, I've definitely... Um, you know, musicians, especially jazz musicians, they tend to want to, you know, get super creatively free and, you know, play whatever they want. And they kind of just forget about the audience and what their role is 
at their gig. And there's been a few situations where um, I've played gigs before where the 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 venue owner, the the person who's hiring us, came up and said, uh, "Hey, could you play something a little bit more, you know, you know, a little bit more toned down, you know, because it just was starting to get a little, you know, too." you know, jazz musicians, you know, they just like to go crazy sometimes. So you just have to mind the situation that you're playing. Know what the situation of the gig you're doing. Know your audience. Who are you playing for? That's so important to be uh, conscious of and to really look out for. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And if you have any other gig etiquette tips that you think I've missed, we'd love to hear from you. This is a community. So if you're on the website, go ahead to the comment section, leave us a comment, and we'd love to hear from you your gig etiquette tips. And remember, if you got any value from today's podcast episode, consider adding value back. You can click the support button if you're on the website, or you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support to leave us a one-time monthly or annual donation to help support the continuation of this podcast. Okay, next week, we're going to be coming out with episode number 24 of the LGS podcast. We'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.